Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to Stacy Connects. I, of course, am Stacy Heller. This is a show about making connections through conversation. It's about asking questions instead of making assumptions, and it's about engaging with the elephant in every room. No, I didn't just call you fat. Uh, I just love when there's that awkward thing that's lingering in the air. I like to address it. Uh, right? It's like a it's like a monster under your bed. Well, thanks for clarifying, since I am the only one in the room <laughs> with you. <laughs> That yes. you're not, in fact, calling me fat. I am not, in fact, calling you fat. You are instead just making fun of my large nose. <laughs> <laughs> or trunk, as you like to call Well, and you'll probably never forget this now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, can I get some peanuts? Uh, yes, you may. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. So, thanks to everyone that listens. Uh, I love it when people listen live. I really love it when people call in, which, by the way, the number is 425-373-5527. My mother, slash Joan, will not be calling in today because apparently she has a social life. So whatever. Uh, that just means I get to talk about her. So um, I also would appreciate it if you shared the podcast version of this show. Yes, you're listening to it live now, but you can also listen to it on repeat whenever you want by going to your favorite podcast platform. And there... Maybe you could even subscribe or you could rate or you could uh, leave a comment. I mean, I love comments. Um, and don't forget, you can also follow my Instagram account, which is called Stacy Talks. It's really behind. So, like, for sure, follow it. But, like, I'm behind. Uh, also, I want to remind you that if you would like to text me or you want to leave a voicemail, feel free to do so. The number for that is 475-999-2726. Oof, okay. After all that intro, I do want to let you know I have a guest today, Ariel Hubbard. She has actually been on the show before. Hello, Ariel. Hey there. How's it going? I am doing well. It's going great. I am on the eve of leaving for my trip, which I'll talk more about in a couple minutes. So Ariel, she is an energy healer and an educator. Uh, a lot of the work that she does is through massage therapy. Uh, she also has a podcast called Woman Power Zone, and we're going to be talking about that. So she is a force to be reckoned with. And I'm excited to see what we talk about because it is always an interesting conversation with Ariel. So, uh, okay, my week my conversations and observations from the week. So, few things. One, speaking of alternative types of healing, I went and I did another one of the float pods, uh, which I really love. I have a membership. And first of all, I went for the first time into, so for those of you that don't know what these are, they're basically these things that look like eggs or think Lady Gaga's 
mechanism that she came out on a stage one time that looks like a giant egg. And you get in this thing beforehand, you shower, and nope, you don't wear a bathing suit, you wear your birthday suit, and you climb in, and it is about 10 to 12 inches of water, and it is like full of Epsom salts and whatever so that you float. And it's a fascinating experience. They're normally fairly small. It turns out that this particular time I was going and I was bringing along my son, Charlie. And so I took what they call the cabin and I let him have the pod. Well, I got into the cabin and there was a current. Now, there's not supposed to be a current. And so I'm in there and the cabin is for taller people, for larger people. You know, like you could basically like swim laps, it felt like. And the current, it just kept sending me. I felt like I was uh, a puck on an air hockey table just going from end to end without really any help. And so I had to get out, wrap a towel around, and get the lady. And I was like, is there supposed to be a current in here? And so, no, there was not. So she fixed that. And then I had my float. It was great, wonderful. Uh, usually around the time I stop telling myself to, or I, I tell myself to stop thinking, get out of your head and whatever, it's usually around the time that the session is over. So yeah, I'm working really hard on getting out of my head and into my body and it's not so easy. Um, now Charlie's rendition of this was very funny. It's the first time he ever did it. And so naturally he's like, I don't need the little thing that looks like a toilet insert to to put my head on. I'll be fine. And he puts the earplugs in and apparently he can't stand things in his ears. So the water getting in his ears, that bugged him, which then meant that he would like take his hand and he'd be like filling with the earplugs, which meant that he splashed water onto his face. It's salty water, which then you feel like you need to dry your face, which then gets into your eyes, which is super stingy. And then of course it goes to your mouth, which is super gross tasting. And by the end, he was like just trying to attempting to sit in a float pod and get his bearings. So uh, next time, use the head floaty thing, dude. Um, so I, I, my point in sharing the story is one, it made me laugh. And two, when you're trying something new, maybe try it. Twice. Work out the kinks the first time because uh, you don't know if it's not for you. You just maybe you're not letting go and you're not figuring out how you can get into it. Um, okay, the next exciting thing. So I talk about it often. I'm middle-aged. That means that when I am on my phone, I press buttons randomly. The next thing I know is all the little icons start shaking and I'm like deleting stuff by mistake. And exactly, Ariel's making like these hand movements, like everything is all jittery. Yep, it happens like almost on a daily basis. And so while ordering my grande black tea lemonade with two pumps of classic from Starbucks on their mobile app, apparently I hit the uh, method of making it and put in blended. So when I picked up my grande iced tea, black lemonade, whatever it is, uh, it was blended. It was like a slushy. So I didn't know I could do that. 
uh, that was something that I learned. It felt very extra. But as somebody that doesn't place a coffee order that's like, I'd like a venti this at this temperature with sugar in the raw and two pumps of this and add a syrup and then do like this with that and the other thing, um, I feel like I now have another element of difficulty that I can add to my order, which just makes me feel like it's like I'm a pro now. Adult slushy. Right? And and in the summertime, I was like, this is good to know. It's not satisfying if you want to just slurp that thing down. Right. <laughs> but, you know, if you're looking for, like, something to enjoy over, you know, a little longer than the slushy melts and you have a little drink for now. Or as Annie likes to call it, a uh, second drink because Annie as a as a teacher and therefore a poor 26-year-old, she's like, you buy a cocktail and then the ice melts and then you have second drink and it's the same price. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, clever. Uh, so anyway, so there's a pro tip for you. And lastly, I am going to Italy tomorrow. I'm very excited. So... I think I have been mentioning this. Um, we get picked up at 5.15 in the morning. I will not be pretty. Well, actually, my outfit will be really cute uh, because I am part of another podcast called Wisdom from the Wardrobe. I've mentioned it before. It's with the Michael Bruce Image Consulting team. It's actually uh, here on KKNW on Mondays at 12. And you can also follow the podcast. And yesterday's show was about packing for Europe in the fall. I mean, seems specific. I know. What a quinky dink. Right? It's like <laughs> I have an in. So um, it was very helpful. And I'm actually 95% packed. And one of the tips that they gave me was bring a small totes umbrella because unlike New York City, when it rains, there's not going to be an umbrella or a person selling umbrellas on every corner. And so there is a chance of rain in the forecast, so I brought it. Uh, but I am super excited. I have been to Italy twice before, once to Florence to visit our daughter when she was doing her study abroad, and once to Sicily, where we went with my husband's entire family, and we spent Christmas there, and that was amazing. So this time we are going to Rome for a few days, and I'm going to go do... All the things that tourists do, and especially all the things that Catholic tourists do. So I'm going to see if I can pick up some holy water from my mom. Um, And then from there, we go to Umbria. And we are going to a friend's house. Well, it's not a friend's house. So it's my friend's second cousin has a villa there. She married a gentleman from Italy, and like the good, over-eager American that she is, she was like, let's get a villa. And so they bought a villa, and they have uh, olive trees. And so we are going for the harvest, and so we have to go work, rake out all of the olives, collect them. They go into town, and they are then pressed for the olive oil press. So I get to be a tourist. I get to be a local, I get to work. We're going to go truffle foraging. Um, so there's just a lot. So I am very excited. I will definitely be taking lots of pictures. I will try to post on my social media. And 
next week, my show is still going on. It is uh, in the capable hands of certainly Eric and probably J.D. Winnikin, who is a friend of mine and uh, and frequent guest and collaborator. So I haven't really given any notes. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting, and I get to hear what happens when I get home. So uh, so that should be fun. What could happen, right, Eric? You're going to connect vicariously. I am going to connect <laughs> vicariously. Exactly. And actually, I'm bringing my Tascam, which is a little recorder, so that if I have conversations with the folks that own the villa or if I'm out and about and I can have conversations with people, I can be like, hi-ho, this is Kermit the Frog here. I'm on the scene at the foraging place, and I'm here with... Giuseppe, and we're talking about truffles. Olives. Right? Exactly. Whatever. So um, so who knows? I may come home with some content, and then uh, we can post it as some bonus material or something. Um, Very cool. Or use it on the live program. Or I could use it on the live program. You're right. You're so right. It all, all depends on uh, how good of... Uh, English uh, that Giuseppe is able to <laughs> lay down. You this, know. this is very true. <laughs> Since we can't do subtitles on the radio, that, unfortunately. That is true. And I did have to get a lesson. And so I was like, this is going to be interesting. Like Stacy out on the street, like trying to record <laughs> things. And the Taz cam looks a lot like a taser. So I was told by my friend Dave, who gave me some last minute lessons. Uh, he was like, 100% be prepared to be stopped by customs in Italy, because they'll be like, why do you have a taser? <laughs> and so I'll have to explain that, no, no, it's a recording device. Watch. You can say, why do you have a taser? Yeah, that's my very bad accent. Okay, so my stasiism. Uh, in honor of traveling abroad, um, this particular stasiism is appropriate for when you're traveling, for when you're speaking with children for life in general. Talking louder doesn't make what you're saying any clearer. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, we all have a tendency when we're trying to communicate, we think, well, maybe if I talk louder or even if I slow it down, surely Giuseppe will know what I'm saying. No, Giuseppe doesn't speak English and I don't speak Italian. And so therefore, you need to find other ways to communicate. Talking louder is just making an assumption that you shouldn't make. So anyway, um, okay, so with that, let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we are going to chat with Ariel Hubbard. And we're going to talk about her podcast and the work that she does on The Daily. Keep listening. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture 
or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I'm Stacy Heller. So my guest today is Ariel Hubbard. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Ariel is a massage therapist. She's not your average run-of-the-mill massage therapist. I mean, yes, if you just need to de-stress, decompress, she can totally do that. Uh, she brings a very unique approach to the work that she does. And not only does she herself practice, but she also uh, educates others who want to be practitioners. And Ariel has been on the show before talking about her work. Um, but I figured let's uh, introduce new people because I'm sure I've gone from tens of listeners to like twelves of listeners. And those two new people don't know what you do. So let's let's inform those two, shall we? Would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I keep it humble because I feel like uh, anytime somebody says like, oh, I loved your show about I'm like, oh, my gosh, you listen to my show. Thank you so much. I'm sure it's more than 12 those days. <laughs> well, I mean, people have limited time in the fact when they choose to spend it with you. It's a huge gift. I mean, you know, you have a podcast yourself, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but, you know, when people have limited time. Uh, their time is the ultimate gift. So speaking of that, uh, you spend your time working with people with your massage therapy. So I I intimated that you bring a more unique approach to it. So why don't you explain what I'm hinting at? Well, I also practice energy medicine and um, a use of intuitive abilities when I'm working with people. So I bring... I have a training background that includes energy medicine and massage into um, a session. And so why do people want to come and have a session? Let's say they're just not feeling quite right. They feel stuck. Their body hurts. Their thinking isn't clear. They're feeling emotionally upset and they need to recalibrate, reassess, and just get back into alignment. And that's what I do. So I can sense what's happening with someone energetically, as well as I do a verbal assessment with them, have a conversation with them about the issues they're addressing and what's going on with that person. And so what I do is I help that person come back into balance. So if their issue is a physical one, I'll do massage. If it's a mental one, I'll do hypnotherapy. If it's an energetic imbalance um, or a need for clearing, which can show up a lot of different ways, I'll do energy work. Um, one of the things that comes up for a lot of people is a lot of people have imbalances, but they can't articulate them or they don't know where they're coming from. And that's almost always an energetic uh -huh. issue, uh -huh. right? And it's, it's not just chakras or meridians. It's also layers of the auric field. And it's also energy cording, which the last time I was on the show, we alluded to it, but I wanted to just share a teeny bit more about that. If that's okay. Yeah. When people connect with each other, which we do all the time. There's nothing wrong with connecting with each other. It's when we stay connected after the conversation 
should be disengaged. You know, when they talk about a guest should leave when it's time to go and not overstay their welcome, energy cords are like that too. Okay. So, so kind of like an energetic bad taste in your mouth or aftertaste. Yeah. Except that you're still feeling the energy or the thoughts or the emotions of that person long, long after even you've interacted with them. So yeah, you can say a bad taste in your mouth. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, uh, if, I have a uh, bad energetic connection with cilantro, then forever after, cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah. And by the way, there are genetics behind that, which you probably already know that. Yes, there's I a do. Genetic re- there's a genetic reason for yeah. that, which is fascinating. I know. I'm predisposed but- to the soap thing. But I, you know, I love trying to explain to people who are listening, kind of like, I put it in terms that they're going to get. And it's just so this idea that, I mean, we all have that person that for whatever reason, we don't know why, but we just were like, but, you know, so there's kind of a bad something about it. And you then constantly associate with that. And you constantly have, like, you're playing back old tapes. Correct. And what what we're really doing is, referencing the vibrational variance between that person and ourselves and there's a dissonance that's occurring if you if you make corrections between the two people a lot of times that will go away so when people when people talk out a disagreement or they forgive each other okay. or they um they have a clearing conversation that can often clear that energetic dissonance between those two people so um, that's why people talk about the when something really horrific happens and the importance of forgiving that person, not so much even for them, but mostly for yourself. Right. But what happens during that process of forgiving is your energetic anatomy realigns and recalibrates to a harmonious state. So when people are not in a state of forgiveness, their energy flow is off. Okay. When they come back into forgiveness, their flow realigns and goes back to where it's supposed to be. Interesting. It's, it's really, yeah, it is. If, it, if most people, if they could see auras, they would see the color shifting as the person's going through the forgiveness process. So I do see auric fields. It's not like it's there all the time. It's like an intention that I use um, to see it. But like literally today I was working with somebody and I could see they had issues with their knees. They said their pain was in their hips and their ankles, but there are meridians that flow from the hips through the knees to the ankles to the feet. The disruption was in their knees. Once I corrected what was going on in their knees, the energy flow started balancing out through both of their legs. And a lot of the other issues started changing Interesting. in terms of how they experienced their legs. They started stopped hurting the way they were hurting before. Well, I remember having a session with you and you, um, good thing mom's not listening, and you pointed out uh, pain, I think, in my right leg or something. And you said that it had something to do with um, the energy as it relates to a mother figure. Well, it's interesting because our cells can store emotions Mm -hmm. in any part of the body, in the organs or the muscles or um, nerves. And so when you take your feelings about someone, you can take them and stuff them. You know, people say they stuff their feelings. Literally that stuff gets stored at the cellular level Yep. and it's sitting in the tissue. And so a lot of times what I'm doing is getting that stuff out of the tissue, out of the cells and getting that to shift either to release out of the body or to recirculate in, in, a, in a healthy way so that it's not stuck. 
Um, and that's the most important thing because emotions are energy in motion. And when they're stuck, you experience physical pain or discomfort. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so this is as a side, uh, as a side conversation. So uh, I think it was last week after my show, uh, every week I always talk with my mom and, you know, and she gives me like the, the what for and corrects me on like, you know, this is wrong or you painted me out to be a villain or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and lately or generally on the show, I'll talk with people that do a lot of coaching, counseling, um, you know, uh, energy work, that kind of thing. And mom had a lot of her peers over that night and they were talking about this whole idea of, you know, paying attention to your energy. And they were like, back in our day, we didn't, you know, take the time to focus on these things. And, you know, these words were not part of our vocabulary. These kinds of treatments or coaching or whatever it was, was not part of our everyday existence. And, you know, I'm like, yes. And uh, the other thing that I will say is I had plenty to say about this. One, it's always been there. A lot of these teachings, whether it's uh, Eastern medicine or it's part of Western medicine. I mean, Western medicine has to acknowledge that we are made up of energy. Like, you know, you can't deny it. And uh, so this has been around for a really long time. And that's because uh, slowly we're starting to emerge from the uh, the shame closet in terms of talking about these things. And we're no longer the, you know, it's the weird aunt or the weird so-and-so that you don't talk about. Um, and then also uh, they had some thoughts on, especially as women raising children, you know, they all come from very classic uh, home life. And so with that, I was like, yes, when you launched your kids, you didn't have some big self-discovery journey or healing or resolution of some lingering issues because you ignored all of us and you went to lunch and you had lives. And while you think that you were staying at home with the kids, you were actually like not nearly as, dare I say it, engrossed, which could be a good thing or a bad thing, as my generation of parents are. And so we forget about ourselves. They didn't. So that's just oh, a, a, lot of them were, a lot of them were taking Valium, too. Let's not forget that. <laughs> I know it was a big thing in the 70s. Yes, a lot of the ladies. Yes. I don't not necessarily your mom, but a lot of people. Oh, no, mom. Actually, she she had <laughs> a um, uh, this is so good when she's not listening. Uh, she actually had a slipped disc. And I remember distinctly a time that she had to take Valium. And I was like, oh, mom on Valium is trippy. Um, anyway. So that's just an aside thing, because more and more people that are talking about the things like what you're talking about today and these stuffed feelings, I mean, that's what society has done overall, right? You know, stuffing the fact that, you know, oh, it's fine. I'm happy. Everything's good. You know, oh, well, dreams, reality, like whatever it is. And uh, more and more it's become acceptable to release the hounds and have a conversation about it. Yeah. Emotional, mental health. And then, so I've been educating people about this for what, 27, no more than that, but 
professionally 27 years I've been educating people about this and a lot of other people out there have been too that's why it's part of the general conversation I think is a lot more people that work in energy medicine or work in holistic health have been teaching people about these things about themselves or people who work in yoga or retreats or you know consciousness or coaching it's become more the part of the general conversation it's true but there's still lots of people who haven't discovered it yet and yeah. so it's always it's always um, a revelation for them when I talk with them about their like emotional challenges because they'll come and see come to me and say I'm stuck or I'm in pain and I'll say do you want to know why and I'll start talking about all the emotions I'm reading from their body and their auric field and they're always stunned like how do you know these things and I'm like because your body is telling me these things because my accuracy my accuracy excuse me is good so they. Mm-hmm. They're just amazed. And then what I do is I teach them to pay attention to what's going on inside of themselves. And that's important. And know, and that is them. something. Uh, so that's where I am currently in my journey with all of this. Uh, you know, I've done lots and lots of talking therapy, and that's great. And clearly, I love to talk. However, at a certain point, talking about it doesn't necessarily process it or do anything about it. And so it's that movement of energy that you're talking about that you need to process it and do something with it. Otherwise, you know, you're just talking about it. And talking addresses like the first layer of the auric field to a certain degree at first, second, and third, but it doesn't address what's what else is going on and it. it doesn't address the subconscious. The talking part is only about approximately seven to 13% of our awareness because talking is what you're conscious of. Everything else is subconscious. So that's why talk therapy, it works for a certain percentage, but it doesn't address everything because a lot of the other things are subconscious. Yes. You're, not, you're not consciously aware of those things. And that's where the, the energy work, um, it starts moving and accelerating things that are subconscious and bringing them up to the conscious level so that you can process them consciously. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, uh, you know, that is what, like, the universe, like, is tapping on every window, door, like, coming under the floorboards. Like, everything is saying to me, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you think you know, but really what you need to do is feel. You need to just feel, 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 feel. I, I had a session with Kathy Lewis, who is a mutual colleague of ours. She does gemstone therapy. And... She was like, wow, you're really angry. (laughs) And, you know, there was an energy block there. And you do similar things when I've had sessions with you. And uh, what's exciting about these kinds of uh, modalities of healing is you can go in thinking, as you mentioned earlier, you're addressing one thing and it brings all these other things to people's awareness and yes. that's so let's talk cool. About, let's talk about midlife for a second. You talked about middle age. Okay. Mm-hmm. Midlife is a, a key stage in the spiritual developmental journey where we address all the subconscious things that we've never dealt with up to that point. And they all show up at the same time. So oh. like doing things like going into flotation tank are great because what they do is anyone... Um, you know, when someone goes in a float tank for the first time, if they don't listen to their mama and they don't use the head float, like Charlie did all those things he was experiencing are distractions of the ego so that you don't have to pay attention to what's going on. And when you're new, 
what he experienced. I had I had those experiences in my first time because they didn't offer me one of those head floaty things because yeah. this is 25 years ago and it would have been great to have one of those. But a flotation tank requires you to be present to yourself. And that includes all of those things that are subconscious. So those things start coming up and that's a great way to do it. Uh, Meditation is a great way to do it. For some people, exercise is a great way to do it. There are a bunch, a bunch of different ways to get people in that in that state where they can start being present to what's inside of themselves. And that middle age midlife thing was talking about, that's when all that stuff shows up. So if you can find ways to be present, then you can address those things as they're coming up instead of just having them all hit you over the head because you weren't paying attention. And boy, hit you over the head, do they? I mean, you know, it's like, and they, they rear their ugly head in weird places. I mean, everything from like adult acne to like, to pains to, you know, I'm suddenly crying for no reason, or I have zero patience or, um, you know, uh, and you can feel like when your energy is off, like you can feel when you're wonky and you don't know what it is, um, And so that's one of the things that I love having a session with you where I don't really have an agenda. And instead, I'm like, here I am. You have this much time to spend and scan my body. And what are you what are you feeling? What are you seeing? Uh, You know, what what do I need done? And it is rare that you get to go to somebody who's a healer and and say, what do you think? What do you see? Uh, normally, you have to lead the charge. And, you know, yes, it's great to know what you're dealing with. But I love the fact that I can come to you and say, like, I don't know. I just, like, I felt like it was time to schedule a time with you. And uh, so the universe, again, is tapping out a window or knocking on a door. And so, like, what do you see? What are you feeling? And you're, and like, of- immediately, like, you pick it up. And then I'll ask you if you're feeling it too. So when I'll, I'll check in with you to see if you're getting the same thing I'm getting or some variation of it. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes um, the facilitator will get different information than the client, but that doesn't mean the client's information isn't accurate. It could mean that sometimes there's um, like, sometimes there's a protocol where you do things at one point in the session and other things at a different point in the session. So like the client might be getting something, but that might be the second thing to address. And the healer might get something that's the first thing to address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, when I'm, yeah. No, go ahead. Finish. When I'm working, um, I'll get a protocol, I'll get a download. Sometimes I get it before the person walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get it as they walk in the door and sometimes I'll get three steps. And then when I get to step three, I'll get the rest of the steps for the session. And it's some, it's not always logical, but it's always accurate. Mm -hmm. I've learned to trust it over the years. I might be at their feet and then I might go up to their neck and then Mm -hmm. I'll go to their gallbladder and then I'll go to the backs of their knees. Mm -hmm. And then this, their head, their crown shock will shoot open and all this energy will release out of their head and then they'll feel much better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, it's, I mean, it's true. Like with the work that I do, uh, you know, I more and more keep evolving into like, what is it that I do? And uh, the latest iteration of my website says intuitive ideas for you. And so I'm using when I work with clients, uh, my intuition. And there are times when 
I'm like, oh, I need to bring like this book because I'm going to need it or I need to start with this or this is the question I'm going to lead with. And like you, I don't have a specific protocol or checklist or whatever that I start with. I and yet it's always the right way to go about it. Oh, yeah, because you're super intuitive, of course. So that's that is the gift that you bring to the work that you do when you're working with your clients. Well, we, you I mean, we both do it, right? Well, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I the fact that you've been doing this for 27 years, uh, you know, talk about woman power zone. Like, you have been harnessing your power, both, you know, your intuitive and spiritual power and your power as a woman for, or I should say, five ever. See what I did there? It's longer than forever. It's five ever. Uh, and, you know, and that's something that, you model it and you teach it and you also talk about it with your podcast. I do. So I started the pod as a way to give people access to information if they can't have a session with me. Interesting. All right, and wait. That's what wait, it started with. Let's let's take a break here because then what we can do is we can start because I've got lots of questions about your podcast and the purpose and the types of guests you have. So Keep listening to Stacy Connects with Ariel Hubbard. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth, Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. Uh, we are talking with Ariel today. Ariel Hubbard. She has been a guest uh, on my show before. And uh, before this break, we were talking about the work that she does as an energy mover, healer, uh, massage therapist, teacher. And then we started to talk about uh, the podcast that you created. And you shared that it was a way to share information with people that can't necessarily have a session with you. So tell me more. Okay. So that's how it started, right? And I was looking for ways to help women feel empowered in their lives, tools and tips and ideas to expand their life experience and have a more empowered life, happier life, a life full of growth and joy and 
success, right? So that's how it started. And then I thought, well, I need to, I need to reach out to other incredible people who know something amazing because there are a lot of great people out there who know a lot of information, a lot more than I do. So I alternate between giving people tools and tips and information and empowerment from my own teaching experience. And then giving the stories and the wisdom and the sense of humor from all these incredible people. And you're going to be one of those soon. I'm excited. You're going to be on my show soon. I can't wait. And people sharing their stories about things they've experienced, what they've learned. And I've had some amazing guests. And I just did my 51st episode. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. This is like coming around my first year. And um, I'm on every week on every major platform just like your show is mm-hmm. and-, and again it's called women power zone so mm-hmm. i highly recommend that you subscribe there's been a whole bunch of different people as you mentioned and what i love that you do is you are you're highlighting women and you're also showing listeners that everyone is a subject matter expert on something and likely a few somethings meaning you're a subject matter expert on your own life experience no one else can speak for you or, you know, to your experience. And then additionally, we all have a story to tell or something that we can share based on our life experience or our career path or, you know, what we've learned and that kind of thing. And people tend to uh, to negate their own experiences, their own stories, their own uh, expert uh, sort of testimonial, if you will. And so you give people an opportunity to share that and to talk about like when they're in their power zone. Absolutely. You know, Joseph Campbell talked about this in the power myth. It's the, called the hero's journey. And basically it, you, you said, phrased it differently, but it's the same thing. We're, we're the expert on our own lives. We're the hero or the heroine in our own life. And we know our life better than anyone. And we get to create the life the way we want to create it. And so I'm showing people what happens when you make certain choices. So I get to interview people about their choices and what kind of results they got from those choices, what kind of experiences they had because of those choices. And I get to open up possibilities for people about what they could experience. You know, if someone's not an expert in um, success in business and they get to listen to all these different business people, they get to learn about that or they get to learn about money or they get to learn about all kinds of different topics. I have so many different topics on there. I mean, everything from dating to health to empowerment to, I I did a whole episode on the power of the vote for women, Mm -hmm. Um, white women and women of color in the United States. And I talked about the history of that because I wanted people to understand like this is a gift that we have and we need to use it. Speaking of which, we got an election coming up in three weeks. So People use your power. Your voice matters. Sorry, little pitch there. But no, it's, it's great. the messages from my show. And, and the show is not political. The show is not negative. The show is just about information. I usually do research, share a bunch of different um, resources, different books or articles or podcasts. And I try to research the episodes to give people factual information that's based in correct, accurate information. And I'm looking for something that's affirming and positive. So I respect people's time. Like you said, time is valuable. And if someone's going to spend 15 to 30 minutes with me, I like to make it worth their time and uplift them too. Yeah, well, and uh, you're right. It's not about it being 
political or being like some like uh, it's not woo woo. It's not political. It's not like some feminist diatribe that's like, you know, ah, it's just uh, like, I don't know, like learning something, expanding. And, you know, how many times do people say that, you know, someone tells them something and they hear it, you know, 10 times and it doesn't resonate, but then they hear it that 11th time and they're like, oh, and it suddenly resonates. And so people sharing stories and sharing experiences and sharing what's worked for them and how they have made changes uh, in certain ways, that's so powerful because it shows just how uh, unique we all are and yet how we're all the same. Oh, totally. 100%. I mean, I, I think it was uh, my friend Stacey Harris that said, uh, you know, we may all be snowflakes, uh, but none of us are really special. And not as a negative thing. It's just that, yes, we are all totally unique. Uh, but being unique doesn't necessarily make you special, per se. Uh, and it's it's just an interesting thing, like hearing how people move from the various experiences that they've had Uh how they pull themselves up or how they pull themselves down and then turn around and pull themselves back up again. I mean, this is why motivational quotes are all over the internet, right? I mean, it's those those bits of wisdom that you're just like, oh, okay, there it is. That embodies what I want to do. But having more behind it is the powerful thing. For sure. And hearing people's journeys is important because sometimes – people need to, you know, get themselves unstuck. I literally just had an episode about how to get unstuck uh, because, you know, we have moments of doing that. So I give people some tools. I have some shows on addressing symptoms of addression, sorry, depression and anxiety. <laughs> I combine anxiety and depression in one word. Well, <laughs> I mean, happens. well, why not? They, why not? They <laughs> right now they totally go hand in hand so often for so many. For sure. So I give practical advice or suggestions that are in my scope of practice, but then I'm also helping people see what the journey is for for my guests. And then also they could see how it applies for them. I don't know about you, Stacey, but I like, I like listening to your show because I like to hear people having real conversations about real things that are going on. But I also find that your show is fir- affirming, it's funny, and it just creates a space where, wow, you get to experience real people having real lives. And honestly, a lot of people out there are very isolated and very lonely. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, they might have been like that before COVID and it became more intensified after COVID. And they need to hear real people, you know, just having authentic conversations. And you are always about authenticity and humor. And so when people listen to your show, they get to experience that. And I wanted to bring some joy with my show. Well, I so, appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just it's important. Uh, you know, there is so much that we consume on a regular basis, whether it's I mean, I wake up and I read the news just like everybody else every morning. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, like we're going to basically uh, have too much sun, not enough water, you know, countries are going to be decimated, uh, you know, we're going to all, like, shoot each other up. I mean, there's so many things that if I take on all of that energy, 
all the time, then I'm going to become immobilized. And that's not what I'm meant to do in this world. I'm right. I'm meant to do what I can. And even if it's on a smaller basis, then, you know, go put it out in the world. And so many of the guests that you've had, they're doing that. Now, question for you, when you have somebody on your show as somebody who is intuitive and can read energy, uh, you know, do you find that, do you ever have anybody that's coming on and they're looking for help with something so that you're almost um, showing, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, listeners, uh, showing people how you do your work? Because I'm thinking about doing some of this for my show because, you know, people don't really get what Stacy Connects does. And so I've thought about the idea of bringing somebody on that wants some help with their business or, you know, something personal or whatever it is and kind of doing an abbreviated session so that listeners could get a sense of what I do. So have you thought about doing something like that so that it demystifies and introduces people to what you do? I haven't. And, but this is what Stacy does, everybody. She gives people great ideas. So no, I haven't done that because usually what I'm doing is helping people experience um, what the guests have to offer. I don't usually demo how I work on there, but I do give teaching sessions when I'm just doing solo solo episodes. I'm giving them information. So I haven't actively demoed it with like one person asking for help and how could I support or help them. And, you know, for me, I haven't done that. And part of that is because a lot of the, what happens in the sessions is extremely personal. Yeah, sure. It's very personal. I'm not even sure I could do that in a podcasting situation. Maybe there's a way to do it. I mean, I know that people in radio shows have been doing versions of that for a long time, but they keep it pretty superficial. And when I tune in on stuff, I, my information is so specific and so personal. I'm not sure anyone would want that on a podcast. Well, there, there is that. <laughs> Very personal. There is that. Uh, I totally get that. And mine, I tend to focus more on uh, on kind of the choices that you're making in your life that are more like professional or career right. oriented. Uh, I tend to stay away from the the personal stuff. Um, I like to say I have a full set of baggage. Thank you very much. I don't need anyone else's. Um, and so, you know, that's a that's a tough thing as somebody that works in energy to make sure that you heal and seal your own energy always first and foremost. Right. Well, I do that with energy management, but like for you and, and the kind of work that you do with people, you could do that on your show, but I'm talking about people's purse, their spirit guides and their right. past lives and, you know, all the stuff that's personal to them. Right. Now, archetypally, we all work with advisors. That's another term that you could use. We, we, there are certain things that apply to everybody mm-hmm. that you could generalize. Right. And, um, I could say that for for all of you listeners out there, everybody has spiritual help. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody what to believe, okay? But in my experience working with clients or being on in my show, everybody has spiritual help. Whatever you want to use, phrases or terms you want to use mm-hmm. to describe what that means, that's cool. Right. I'm not here to tell you anybody what to believe. What I will tell you is that whoever somebody believes in is who walks in the door with them. So I've had to learn to keep an open mind because if I have five different clients in a day, 
and they all believe in five different types of um, higher power. Mm -hmm. They're going to, I'm going to experience five different types of higher power in the sessions. Sure. Well, you become a partner in the work that you do. Correct. And that's, yeah. that's, I think, one of the things that is so powerful about uh, you specifically and the work that you do and the messaging that you have and how you educate and inform and engage with people is you're interested in being a partner with people. And, you know, you're not like, this is what I do and I'm going to hold it dear so that, you know, uh, it's, it's all mine, mine, mine. I'm thinking of like... Uh, I think it's like Daffy Duck or something that's like holding on to his thing. Uh, and, you know, you're very much, you're very expansive, whether it be with the healing work that you do or teaching or even in a session that I have with you, you know, you're like, here's some practices that you might consider in order to, you know, engage or release energy. Uh, and then with your podcast, you do the same thing. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I, I look at as, the person, whether it's the audience on my pod or the person on the table and me and the divine energy as a team and that everybody's working together to help whoever, whether it's my listeners or it's the person on the table, have a better life. That's the goal. That's the goal. So whether it's getting information that they need to them through the pod mm -hmm. or whether it's giving them a way to clear, you know, a 30 year old grudge that's blocking up their energy flow. Right. <laughs> so who are like, who's your, uh, your dream guest for your show? Like who are the people that you're besides me? Of course. I was just going to say besides you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so elusive. What can I say? I um, I love people who've had a rich and interesting life. I yep. love people who had a rich and interesting life and they have something to share. They've gone from one experience to a totally different transformed experience. And what got them there? Yep. You know, Guy Ross has a, a long-term show called How I Built This. Ugh, it's I love that like show. The, it's kind of like the How I Built This. It's like, but I How I Built Me, kind yep. of. Yep, and I love that. That's kind of what, what it's about because I, I think it's really worthwhile hearing that stuff. My show is about creation and building and support and growth and development and empowerment, you know, and it's, and we need more of that kind of media out in the world. We need more positive media that like build thing, people up and, you know, present ideas and options for people. And so that's what I do. Yeah. Have you had any men on the show? I have. I've missed I have, those episodes. I, I had who have you had? Expert, I had a dating expert from England. Oh, who he he runs this he runs this um, website that's the dating industry site. It's a site about what are trends in the dating world, like okay. all different dating platforms. His site writes about all those. Ah, so okay. He, he was great. He was a guy from England. I loved him. He was he was talking about cuffing season and he's talking, I didn't even know what that was, but it's like basically, especially around um, September, October, uh -huh. people trying to find a partner before winter sets in. Yep. Exactly. And so he was talking with me about trends in dating. That was one of my most popular episodes. Interesting. Um, How did I, I miss this? And it, right. And it, that was in like when the, that's like within the first 10 shows, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm not, my show is not meant to exclude women. It's just, I wanted to give women their own place. Yeah. I get so it. It's not, it's not exclusionary. It's, it's just a, 
I wanted women to have their own space to go into. Now, speaking of having a place, uh, where can people find you? Because we've got to wrap up here. Okay. ArielHubbard.com. A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D.com. They can go there. They can find me. Or they can look up Woman Power Zone on any of the major platforms. Or they can text me. 971-319-2618. There you go. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you so much. You're amazing, an amazing host always. And thanks, Eric, also. Of course. And uh, stay tuned next week. JD and Eric, take the, take the wheel. Have a great week, everyone. Yeah.